If you wanna be blessed in all areas of your life, you gotta know that God's intentional. Intentional. If you want a balanced message from the Lord, listen to this inspiration. Inspiration. Tune in to Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. I want to bless you. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Oh my goodness, we're already on our fourth episode and what a journey it has been. I want you to listen really carefully. Hmm, do you know what that is? Well, it's raining outside. We're getting a nice summer shower. And when it started um, raining, and I, I was um, thinking about the topic for this week, it reminds me of uh, a song, Showers of Blessings, Showers of Blessings, Showers of Blessings We Need. And you know, uh, when I think about tithing, and you know, the subject this week is tithing, the best investment plan ever. And you know, um, we're gonna talk about tithing and and um, should we tithe, should we not tithe? And you know, that's always been a question. But I wanna start out by letting you know what tithing mean. Even if you go to the dictionary, the definition says that a tithe is one-tenth of annual produce or earnings taken as a tax for the support of the church and clergy. See, under the Mosaic Covenant, and that, that's the laws of Moses, the tithe, it was a type of tax used to support the tribe of Levi, uh, which is the priests. Um, it was used for the widows and the orphans and and homeless um, aliens that were passing through the land. But you know, now we live under uh, the covenant of grace, Jesus Christ. And you know, Jesus, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but I, I came to fulfill it. And you know, um, you know, it's always a question, you know. Um, first of all, I just want to say, I don't believe that um, churches um, should use tithing and should pressure people to tithe um, because it is an Old Testament covenant. It, it should be a standard that we follow when we talk about um, giving. You know, I've been doing some background on this and um, the Catholic Church uh, in our modern times, they, they instituted tithes because what was happening, people were not supporting the churches. They, they weren't voluntarily giving. Um, and and the, church, the Catholic Church uh, especially, um, they said, we, we need to do something. And so looking in the Bible and looking at tithing, they started to institute um, tithing. 
but they kind of went a little bit too far because it was always supposed to be voluntary giving and and um uh, the voluntary giving was not uh, working. And so when people didn't tithe, they were penalized. They were meant to, f- um, they were made to feel guilty. And of course, the, the curse part of, of Malachi, you know, they really emphasize that if you don't give, you'll be cursed with a curse. Now, it wasn't never meant to be um, used like that. No one should be pressured or scared into tithing, you know. Uh, somebody asked me the question one time, well, do you mean if I don't tithe, I'm not gonna be blessed? No, that's not true. That's not the thing that we should do. Now, in, in the Old Testament, we have some examples of tithing. Uh, Jacob tithed, Abraham um, tithed to uh, a, um, Dick, he who was a high priest, and we find that in Genesis um, 14, 18 through 20, because Abraham, after he rescued Lot, he met with Melchizedek, and after Melchizedek's blessing, Abraham gave him a tenth of everything he had obtained from a battle. And then Melchizedek, uh, 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 the king of Salem, uh, gave him back um, bread and wine. But even if you notice in that example, it wasn't a pressure. It it was something that Abraham wanted to do because he was grateful for how Melchizedek had helped him um, in this situation. So if if, if some of you are not aware, and I want to teach because the teacher in me, I want to make sure that we get where this comes from. And the main scripture that is used is um, Malachi 3, um, 6 through 12. And I'll just share it with you. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? And then we get into the part that we have heard a lot in churches. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. So that is a scripture that we normally hear um, when when it's presented on um, paying tithes. Now, also, just giving you some background, in Leviticus 2730, um, it says, and this is another scripture, that churches use, 
a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Now, the argument could be now we don't deal with grain and fruit, but grain and fruit uh, in those times, uh, there was a system called bartering. Uh, they didn't have the Benjamins. They didn't have the gold coins. So you exchange, you exchange um, your um, produce, your, your products or a service. And then when we got into, uh, you know, it was easier to exchange money and gold coins than to exchange maybe a goat for uh, a, a bushel of corn or something like that. And so that's why it is. And, and if you want to know more about that, you need to get my book, Miracles of the Exchange, Intentional Blessings, you know, when it talks about bothering. Um, but in, even in Leviticus, it talked about a certain part that belongs to God. Now, you might say, well, now did Jesus, what did Jesus have to say about tithing? Well, we see one incident in Matthew 23, 23 and 24 when he was talking to the scribes and Pharisees because they were so into the law of Moses, um, they tended to um, obey certain parts of it according to what they felt like doing and neglect other parts uh, of the law. And in Matthew 23, 23 through 24, uh, Jesus says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay the tithe of mint and, and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. So the scribes and Pharisees, they were saying, well, you know, we got to pay our tithes. But they were neglecting the things that were perhaps more important, like being fair and having mercy and practicing um, faith. And so that's all that Jesus had to say as far as um, the tide go. Now, Paul, and we know he is New Testament. This is the thing about giving. For me, the tide is just a standard, 10%. I am one that will re religiously, uh, when I get my paycheck and I take that decimal and move it one place um, to the left, and I'm going to pay that amount, but I, I do it with a cheerful heart. I, I want to do it because it, it comes from a place of thankfulness and gratefulness for what God has done. And not only that, I cannot just limit it to 10%. You know, beyond that, I will give an offering. What can I render for all that God has done for me? And even back in biblical times, scholars say, even when people gave uh, even if they called it a tithe, a lot of the time they gave close to 20%. You know, can you imagine that? We churches can't even get 10%, but uh, they gave like 20%. But what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7, 
He says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. giver. And you know, this is what this verse tells me. It even goes beyond uh, the tithe. That, 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 and I love the, the, the law of reaping and sowing because you always reap more than you sow. You know, the part in Malachi that says, you know, test me. And see, that's what I like. That's, that's why I'm calling this that tithing is the best investment plan because uh, with the law of reaping and sowing, you always reap more than you sow because reaping and sowing is an agricultural term. Any farmer knows that if you plant a few kernels of corn or a few seeds of corn or a few seeds of anything, you're going to get more than you sowed, okay? Uh, uh, I like the example of corn because when you when you plant corn, not only are you going to get that um, those seeds back, but you're going to get ears of corn and those ears ears of corn have hundreds of kernels on it and it's and it's just you know uh uh, you know you you reap more than you sow and the thing about the curse we should never say that you're going to be cursed because you don't tithe see we really owe god more than a tithe of more than 10 percent so that's why why the scripture says we should give uh as its purpose in our heart and it should come because we're thankful we don't give it grudgingly because we owe something. You know, I know some churches right now, when you join their church, they get your information, they get um, your uh, work information, your salary, how much you make. They determine how much your tithe should be. And if you fall back on your tithe, they'll send you a bill saying that you owe. It, it should never be like that. It should come from a, a, a heart of thanksgiving uh, with purpose in your heart. And it, it, you're not going to be cursed. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of, whoa, of the law. Did you hear that thunder out there? The curse of the law being made a curse for us. Maybe that was a confirmation of what I'm saying. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Oh, I think that that lightning, uh, that thunderbolt was just a confirmation of what I was saying. But we have to be careful. Yes, yes, God does not need our money. But the church does. The church truly does. And it is a way for the church to be blessed. That's why it says in Malachi, bring bring your tithes and offering to the storehouse. Now, let me tell you why I choose to tithe. Now, tithing was something that was just um, planted in me as a child. Um, my, my mother and my father, they, they believed in tithing. And I can tell you two things from personal experience, that the tithe was the thing that built even our ministry and started our ministry uh, called Grace and Twine Ministry. Let me tell you a couple of stories. Well, 
my husband, God had told him, uh, uh, gave him the, the mission, uh, the mandate to start a ministry. And he shared that with many people, that God had given him this vision and, and given him the mandate um, to start a, a ministry, even when he was serving at our previous home church. And as he was serving, he was a deacon. He served uh, on the deacon board. And one of the things, uh, one of his tasks was to serve communion and go to those people's homes that were sick and shut in. Um, They went in twos and him and another deacon would go and serve communion. And there was a lady, and I'm going to mention her name. Her name was Miss Fanny Walker. And um, when he went to serve communion, and they did it faithfully every first Sunday, they would go to her house. And after a while, um, Miss Fanny Walker um, said, I believe in your vision. And she started to give my husband her tithe every time he came uh, to give her communion. Now, she didn't live um, to see Grace and Twine ministry come into fruition. But let me tell you what is so ironic about this. The building that we use for Grace and Twine ministry uh, used to be a funeral home. This was the very same funeral home. When she passed away, she was in that funeral home. You know, that funeral home served her. And the very room that we have, uh, our children's church, she laid in there. But by the time that she passed away, um, it her tithes had added up to around 700 and some dollars. And, and, and that was put aside. My husband put that aside. She never got to see it. And we recognize her even in our anniversary. She was the first tither to our church. The second thing was that my husband, we, we always believed in tithes. You know, when we first got married, um, you know, things were tight. We had young children, and we weren't full tithers at first because, you know, like the Scripture says, you have to render unto Caesar what is Caesar, unto God what is God. We had bills to pay. and But the thing that, you know, you can tithe not just your um, money, but God wants us to us to render unto him our, our service, our worship. You know, I can tell how much you give to God by looking at two things. I can look at your calendar, I can look at your schedule, and I can look at your checkbook or bank account. You know, when I was working before I retired, I always had an agenda book. And you know, the first thing that was at the top of my list or the list to do was prayer. Because sometimes, you know, we might get busy, but that was on my, that was on my list every day. But getting back um, to my husband, um, we couldn't tithe at first, but later on, the Lord blessed us to be full tithers. But um, when God told my husband it was time to start this ministry, and we left our former church, and then we started visiting other churches. And then there was one church that we visited a lot, and we learned a lot about uh, the example of even uh, um, starting a church and, and how to 
um, administration and finances. But anyway, we went to that church so much people actually thought we had joined that church. But uh, in essence, we hadn't. But we, wherever we went, we we paid our tithes, we paid our offering because we felt that anywhere we went, that was the storehouse. That's where where we were getting fed. So we both were tithed, and even at the church that we were visiting. But after a while, it laid on my husband's heart, said, well, we're going to have a storehouse. So what he said, I'm going to take what I give as a tithe to this church, and I'm going to save it and put it towards the storehouse, the ministry that we're getting ready to build. And he asked me, was I going to do that too? And at first, I didn't want to do that. I was like stubborn. I said, mm-mm, I'm, I'm getting fed. We don't even have a building yet. We don't even have church or nothing yet. Uh, you know, Sister Walker, she did her ties, but, you know, we don't really have a storehouse yet. He said, well, you do what you want to do, and I'm going to do what the Lord has told me to do. And so he started doing that, and it started to build. And I said, hmm. And so later on, I, I changed my mind. And so I switched um, the tithes that I was given and into the ministry. And so um, to make a long story short, uh, we started Grace and Twine Ministries. And now we're getting ready to celebrate the eighth year. And, you know, the um, the... The goal is to actually own the church. We lease it and all of that now, but we do have a church. And the tithe helped us to to start that church and also to be a blessing uh, to those. Blessed to be a blessing, to help people out, uh, even financially and spiritually um, through the church. And, you know, the second reason to me, tithing, is the best investment there is. Going back to uh, what we mentioned in 2 Corinthians 6, 7 about the reaping and the sowing. See the part in Malachi when it talks about um, in, in verse 10 when he says, bring ye all your tithes to the storehouse there, that there may be meat in my house and prove me now, just test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you see. That's that's called investing. That's called um, investing. And see, my testimony about that is that um, it, it 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 has been an investment for me because. Um, when I started working, I, I worked at the hospital. I used to work all the shifts. I used to work first, second, and, and third shift. But despite that, every Sunday, and whenever I was supposed to serve, I would serve. There would be some times that I would work the third shift from 11 at night to 7 in the morning. Sunday school is at 9.30. I would, uh, there's a couple of times I kind of dozed off. I can't tell my husband all the time because, you know, he probably probably would have scared him. But I got home, maybe tried to catch a little nap, but I would be 
in Sunday school at 9.30. And by the time the church service started, we had a balcony in our church and I was so tired. But I would go, I wanted to hear the word. I wanted to be in the worship. And I did doze off a few times upstairs in the balcony. But I prayed to God. I said, God, if you would just bless me, oh my goodness, to have a job where I don't have to work on Sunday. I mean, it was like testing God. I will give you all that I have of my resources, of my service, everything that you could give me. And guess what? God did that. He did that. He allowed me to go into the field of education. Never had to work a Sunday again. And every time God just increases his blessings. Now, let me tell you this. Sometimes people, when we talk about that, um, open up the wonders of heaven, it's not always money. It can be favor. It can be good health. It can be even blessings of your children, keeping your children safe. And God has really blessed me back in all of those areas, I tell you, and 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 I tell you, I I, I say, and I, I'm going to talk more about um, investing. You know, I wrote a book on that too. How would Jesus invest? Breaking the poor man's mentality. But I tell you, beyond a 401k, an IRA, and a pension. The tide or just giving period is the best investment because it goes along with the, the law of sowing and reaping. You are always going to get more back than you put in with God's plan of giving. And I tell you, if you give the way God and, uh, and, and the way God has, because God has, has blessed and given us so much, you're going to want to give. And it'll be over the 10%. It'll be over the 10%. And guess what? No 401k plan, no IRA, no pension can do that for you. It's not going to bless you with, 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 with favor and bless you with good health and bless you even blessing your children. It can't do all of that. You know, we have, and I'm just going to just wrap it up here because if I could sum it up, we have a minister each Sunday. He comes up and he says it almost every Sunday. You can't beat God giving no matter how you try. All right. I'm going to leave it right there. I hope you got something from that. And, uh, tithing, tithing, tithing. Please remember, it's something that you shouldn't be pressured into. You should be doing it out of a heart of gratitude, out of a heart of gratitude. And everything will work out fine. Even our churches will be blessed. If we are obedient, if we are thankful, we are going to give far and beyond. See, I have a problem with people that said, I don't do tithe, but don't give anything. Don't give anything. You know, it doesn't have, you don't have to follow the process of the tithe. But you need to render to God something and give him. And then the church will be blessed. That's like uh, our original, our first episode. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Being right, standing in his way, even in your giving, even in your serving. And, And guess what? Everything else is going to fall into line. I hope you got something from this 
episode of Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. And until next time, be blessed. Stop raining out there right now. But the showers of blessings. I tell you, again, you can't beat God-given. He will pour down the showers of blessing. That's triumph because he's a man that will not lie. Oh, I got to get out of here now. So you be blessed. Bye-bye. If you want to be blessed in all areas of your life, you got to know that God's intentional. Intentional. Message from the Lord. Listen to this inspiration. Inspiration. Tune in to Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook. I want to bless you. Body, Soul, and Pocketbook.